Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. We are dietitians. I'd like to let you in on a little secret. Dietitians are the first person you should go to for your nutrition advice. I agree. I feel like when my car's not working, I go straight to a mechanic. And when I might have a toothache, I'd go to the dentist. So why when people I know want nutrition advice, they tend to go talk to their friends? Maybe their family? Sometimes, a lot of times, they go to the internet. TV. (laughs) Maybe radio. Ads. Other health professionals. Before they go to a dietitian? Amy and I will be dishing on dietitians. Welcome to to the the secret secret life life of dietitians. dietitians. Welcome to this episode of The Secret Life of Dietitians. In this, our very first episode, we'd like to begin by helping you understand background and gives you give you the confidence to understand that a dietitian, not necessarily a nutritionist, is who you need to seek out for your nutrition concerns. So let's start by exploring the differences between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Uh, One thing to remember uh, as we even do this entire podcast series is that all dietitians are nutritionists, but not all nutritionists are dietitians. Correct. And it seems like everyone likes to think that they're an expert these days. Um, And I think partly, like we've discussed, is everyone thinks they're an expert on eating because probably because we all do it. Exactly. (laughs) So... Let's talk about what it takes to become a dietitian. When we talk about all dietitians are nutritionists, Mm -hmm. all dietitians have to pretty much follow the same path to become a dietitian. Exactly. You know, I think it's important to note that dietitians, all dietitians, have four-year degrees in nutrition. And I don't think you can necessarily say the same thing about somebody who just titles themselves a nutritionist. Um, a lot of those courses can be done simply on weekend <laughs> or, you know, no coursework at all. Honestly, you know, anyone can set up a website, call themselves a nutritionist, sell a product or sell a service without necessarily having to back it up. Pretty scary, if you ask me. It really is. I've worked with many patients who say, you know, I get online and I'm very confused because everybody looks legitimate. Right. And so what is a legitimate dietitian? Yeah. As a dietitian, not only do we have to have that education Mm -hmm. that you were talking about, we actually also have to go through an internship. We have to spend, uh, I used to know the number of the hours off the top of my head. It's 1,300 hours of practical experience. um, (laughs) Which means working with somebody else, another dietitian who's already a dietitian. Right before we can become a dietitian, we work alongside them Mm -hmm. and learn what they know in a variety of settings. It's very, it's very regimented in the kinds of experiences we need as well. 
and at the end of those 1300 hours. Then you get to sit for a fun registration exam. Right. Uh, and all my students that I work with uh, all look forward to that day yes. when they get to sit for that test. Um, but then they can put those initials behind their name and, and that's right. always a great moment when they can do that. Yeah. They're so lucky these days though because they can take the test pretty quickly. I remember having to wait mm-hmm. five months to take my test because they only offered it like in October. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, we take that test and then we are a dietitian and able to practice, but it doesn't really end there. Right. And, you know, I think one thing to also remember is that dietitians are required to do continuing education. Again, you can't necessarily say that about somebody who can simply title themselves a nutritionist. Right. Uh, there is no requirement. There's no oversight. Um, to make sure that they're following evidence-based guidelines. And like you said, everybody sort of considers themselves an expert on eating because we all do it, but there's so much nuance to food. It's just more than avoid carbs or eat more protein. It's the science behind it that I think that's really where dietitians have the advantage. Science was not my favorite subject. But it's something that really gives me the background to be able to understand why carbs do what they do in the body or why protein is important more than just, you know, muscle building or, you know, energy. It's about the science behind those nutrients. Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Some of the classes that I had to take, you know, we had to understand that science. We had to start with chemistry. Then Mm -hmm. we went into... Uh, physiology, biochemistry, um, all kinds of science, fun anatomy, mm-hmm. and that. But that's important. I, if I didn't have that background, I wouldn't feel comfortable in giving out the advice I give and working with people. And I don't know about you, but the experience that I've had is even other health professionals sort of dishing out that nutrition advice. And I'm a big fan of staying in your lane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, not everybody can know everything. And even dietitians, you know, some dietitians specialize in what we call nutrition support. And some of them specialize in diabetes and some of them specialize in GI. And it's not really possible for everyone to know everything. Right. And so I think we even look at maybe even physicians or nurses or even chiropractors sort of giving out nutrition advice without the training that they need um, to be able to provide that information when it may be better for them just to refer to the dietitian first, which again, doesn't always happen. Right. And it's... Kind of like like you said, for me, I I don't have the ad- information, even though I took one anatomy class. Mm-hmm. That's not, a doctor goes so much deeper into that subject than I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't claim to know everything about the body or everything about uh, the way it works in tor- terms of the chemical reactions that are occurring and things like that. And I think that when a doctor tries to give out that nutrition Mm -hmm. advice, they don't have more than, you know, most doctors are not taking any extra classes in nutrition. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of clients (laughs) who come to me saying that they have been told to avoid carbs by their doctor. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, not great 
detail on Mm -hmm. uh, anything that they were trying to accomplish with their patient, I don't think, and they don't realize that. As I tell, you know, family or friends, as I I don't try to play doctor. Right. And so I'm not sure that it's appropriate for them to play dietitian. Right. And honestly, I think it's probably just a fact that they want to be able to give something to their patients. I don't necessarily think there's malintent behind it. I think it's they feel like they need to be able to give something to their patients. But really, it would be best at that point to just say, you know, I'm not an expert in nutrition, but I know somebody who is. Right. Yeah. And be able to make that referral to a dietitian. And the other thing to remember is that physicians are getting their nutrition information, unfortunately, where the general public gets it, which yeah. is mostly online now, or they read social media, or right. they pick up an article here or there yeah. um, that's not necessarily representative of all the research. I have a confession to make. I, list, I see some of those things on Facebook, too, mm-hmm. and they can be sometimes convincing and confusing. And I have to go back and look back at my research and say, wait, is this Mm -hmm. new? Is this something I didn't know? And um, so it can be very confusing, I think, sometimes to us dietitians. Um, But that's why we have a, a... evidence-based library that we use to <laughs> fall back on and research. I think that's one, one secret I'd like to share <laughs> is that when you see a news story, and that's something we're going to be talking about on this podcast, is I mean, every week um, both Laura and I will bring a news story that maybe we've seen that maybe needs a little bit further explanation Headlines can be really confusing. Um, Media doesn't always necessarily understand what they're writing Mm -hmm. about in terms of nutrition. And so I think it's really helpful to have somebody break it down for you and say, this is true, or maybe this is not something that um, maybe you need to pay attention to, or maybe this is something that maybe is going to deserve some further study, Uh, but not maybe necessarily something you have to do right now. Mm-hmm. until we have more studies. So that's one secret is that dietitians need a lot of evidence before we can give advice. And one study or one, um, you know, one news article rarely changes our practice. Mm-hmm. And that can't necessarily say that for all nutrition or for all other health professionals. They might see that one headline and all of a sudden they're giving out new advice that they didn't give out before. And again, that's yeah. where a dietitian has that ability to discern what's true and maybe what needs a little bit more evidence. Yeah. And it can be very tricky to get that uh, evidence and that research to be solid. So I think it's important to know that dietitians also um, can specialize in things. You know, there mm-hmm. can be dietitians who specialize in sports medicine. There can be dietitians who specialize in diabetes. States also often require licensure for dietitians. And I would say one thing to remember, and, and we're in Ohio, we can, mm-hmm. you know, let everybody know that the term nutritionist is really protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good thing because yeah. people can call themselves a sports nutritionist. They can call themselves, you know, um, a women's health nutritionist. And honestly, that's not legal right. in this state. And that's a really, really good thing. People fought very hard for that mm-hmm. um, because it does protect the public from people who call themselves nutritionists 
um, without that evidence-based education. Right. In the state of Ohio, in order for us to give out personalized nutrition advice, we have to be licensed. We have a licensure board. So other states are different, Mm -hmm. and not all states require it. Right. But it is something to look out for if your state does have licensure law. It's one way for you to tell that you're talking to a registered licensed dietitian. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what the secret life of dietitians is going to be about. (laughs) This is our first episode, and we want to give you an idea of where we're going with this. And then we also encourage your feedback. We really want you to be able to be active participants in this podcast and give us topic ideas. We kind of know what we think about on a daily basis, (laughs) but we want to know what you think. Correct. We would love your feedback. We would love any questions you have or any articles that you find that you'd love us to dive deeper into and take a look at. We'd be happy to do so. You can check out our website Mm -hmm. and send information and questions to us from our website, and we look forward to any feedback you have. So let's talk about a couple of topics that we're going to be talking about in upcoming episodes. Carbohydrates. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Those evil things that everybody thinks makes their clothes a little bit tighter at night. Yes, yes, yes right? Um, how about clean eating? Oh, goodness, clean eating. Oh, I hope my food's clean. How about I know, you? I, I do hope too. somebody washed my fruits and vegetables. <laughs> That term clean eating is really quite quite the term, isn't it? Yes, it is. I can't wait to dish on that. How about gluten-free? Oh, gluten-free. Let's try gluten-free just as a weight loss diet. It's kind of an expensive way to go, isn't it? Absolutely. There are certainly populations and people with medical conditions that require a gluten-free diet, but the vast majority of us do not. No. Um, Oh, how about detox? Detox. It's right after the holidays. Everybody wants to detox. Yep. Yep. Here's a secret. You have a liver, you have kidneys, you're detoxing just fine. (laughs) This may be a short podcast. That's very, very short. Yes. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Um, How about organics? Oh, organic. Yes. Yep. Did you know that organics are actually grown with pesticides? We're going to unpack that in an episode. Yes. I can't wait. So we've got all kinds of ideas, and we are very much looking forward to talking to you about them. And um, keep in mind, too, another little secret that we would like to end with and, and let you know, most importantly, that dietitians are not judging you. <laughs> yes. We are pretty much all very similar when I meet other dietitians and mm-hmm kind of cut from the same cloth, if you will. We want people, our bottom line is, and our hearts are to the point, what we want is to have people have a healthy relationship with their food. Absolutely. We're not the food police. Right. So many people are afraid to come see me because they hesitate and they hesitate and then they come see me and they're so worried that I'm going to tell them, Mm -hmm. no more Oreos. Mm I always love the moment when I run into my patients in the grocery store because they always sort of feel like they have to hide their cart. And I think, my goodness, you know, don't look at my cart. (laughs) There are things in here that, you know, dietitians eat food. Exactly. Real food, all food. Even dessert. (laughs) And that's your secret of the day. 
Thank you for listening to The Secret Life of Dietitians. We look forward to our upcoming full episode. And in the meantime, we would love any comments and suggestions. If you're listening to this from our website, secretliferd.com, you can leave your comments here. If you would like to subscribe, please find us on your favorite, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 